So the time for expectation is now. Amen. You know, there's um, all things are uh, created twice. All things are created twice. The first one is vision. Vision is the first creation. We get a vision for what we want to do. And that is the first creation. Vision. And the second is expectation. We have a vision. And then we get the expectation. And that expectation then is the desire of vision. Now I, I see, I, 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 I put together the creation, I have that vision, then I expect that vision to come to pass and to be created. Now. If you have a house, if you go to build a house, it's called a blueprint. Amen? I put a blueprint together, how to build that house, how to put the, the, uh, the beams up, how to put the plasterboard in, how to put the electric in. The foundation, number one, is the first thing we need to put in. Because if the foundation is not right, then the house is going to be crooked. So, the blueprint. That's the first thing. For life, I'll put my life together. It's called a mission. Alright, it's a mission for my life. What is my mission? What am I called to do? What does God want me to do? What is my mission in life? But how many know now is the present time? The present time in the present circumstances that we're in. And this present moment, saints, is our time to renew our heart of expectation concerning our future. We need to start renewing our hearts to believe that God has a future and a great future for us. And I desire... This morning, and I desire to remove all reasons. Come on. I desire to move all reasons not to expect now great things from God. I want to get all those reasons out. Well, I can't do this because of this. I can't do that because I don't have enough money. I can't do that because the economy's this way. I can't do that because I hear all this thing on the news. Dude, I'm going to get all those reasons out, saints. Come on. If you have a temperament that always expects the best or a temperament that struggles to expect everything from God, be encouraged. Because God is greater than your temperament. He's greater than my temperament, the way it needs to be. In Romans 15, 13, which is our scripture that we've been using, it says this. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. In believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now in Romans 13.11 it says this. And do this. Knowing the time. Now do this. Knowing the time. That now it is time. It is high time to awake out of sleep. Now is the time. To awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than we first believed. 
Now, the definition, if you look up the definition of expectation, is this. Expectation is to have a strong desire to be filled with anticipation and confidence in obtaining what is hoped for and what is expected. Abraham Lincoln said this. Determine that the thing can and shall be done and then we shall find the way. Determine it. <clears throat> that the thing can be done. And then we're going to find a way to do it. I want to put, I want you to stay this with me, this prayer of expectation with me this morning. Okay, and I'm just, I, we put it up on the board. Thank you. So say this with me. Lord, today is my day. And I will, with your help, start expecting and working toward the great future that you have given me, little by little, step by step, we together will build a great life beyond imagination. I'll give the Lord some praise this morning. Hallelujah. Beyond imagination. Now, at this present time, at this present moment, now, under the present circumstances that you may be living in, under the present circumstances that this country might be living in, now is the time to expect great things immediately, without delay. Now is the time. How many know saints? We need to remove some hindrance for now to happen. There's some things that we need to get rid of before now is to happen. We need to remove some attitudes. We need to remove the delay attitude and habit. Because look at, you know, the definition of delay is means to be stopped. It means to be detained. It means to be hindered for a time. To cause to be slower. How many of the enemy wants to hinder you? He wants to slow you down. To be slower or to occur more slowly than normal. Oh, you ever see people who don't have no expectation? They're slower than normal. Come on. You know why? Because they're not looking ahead. They're looking down. Oh, I'm so, I can't, I'm, I'm so discouraged. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. You have to vision. Believe in God. Slow the moment. It means to be late or behind in the movement. We're lagging behind. We're holding back. We're postponing things. In the Greek, it means to extend time unduly with the implication of lack of decision. We have a lot of people today who cannot make a decision. They have lack of decision because they're not seeking God. They're looking at Fox News. They're looking at ABC. They're looking at NBC. They're looking at the newspapers. And they're not looking to God to make a decision. They're making decisions on circumstances. Hallelujah. We need to get rid of the delay attitude. 
We need to remove delay of expectation now. Because the Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness. But in Lord of suffering taught us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come. I'm going to believe that that son of mine is coming back. I'm going to believe that that daughter of mine is going to be saved. Hallelujah. I don't care if it takes 10, 20, 50. But now is the time. I believe it now is the time that families are going to be put back together. Now is the time that marriages are going to be put back together. Now is the time. It's a now time. Habakkuk 2, 3 says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it will speak and it will not... Lie. How many know he's not a lie? He's not that he should lie. Though it tarries, you know what? Wait for it. Though it may be a little, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Hallelujah. How many are holding on to a promise this morning? Psalm 40, uh, 40 verse 17 says, but I am poor and needy. But you know what? The Lord still thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay. Oh, my God, do not delay. We need to remove those hindrances. We need to remove the hindrance, the poor me mentality. Come on, somebody say amen this morning. We have a lot of poor me mentality, the martyr syndrome. Because it hinders expecting something now. Anybody here famous for getting others to participate in your misery? <laughs> Come on, saints. We don't, when you don't keep your word, or you lie, or you live up to expectations, do you justify it? By, you know what, I'm inadequate. There's no way I can do that. I, I don't know if I can minister to that person. I, I, I don't know if I could really do that now. You know, I just don't have the education. Oh, you know what, I, I just don't look like that. I don't. You know, I, I read a great story about a young man that lives here in Indiana just the other day. I think he's 12 years old. And they, when he was born, they told him that uh, he was so autistic that he will never speak. So she took him. They live up in Hamilton County, I believe. The mother took him to different doctors, different schools, and they couldn't, you know, and there's no way we could handle him, God, you know, you know. So she was a kindergarten uh, teacher or something, so she took him home and decided that she was going to take care of him. So she started pouring into him, and she noticed that he, he was extremely smart. And he could pick up things real quick. Well, I think he's 12 years old now, and he's teaching um, uh, cybric things at IUPUI. He has his master's degree. He plays... 11 different instruments. 
He speaks to professors at universities. She didn't let the mentality get her down. He's not going to, he's never going to make it. No, he is going to make it now. He is adequate. He's not inadequate. Come on, saints. He's not inadequate. He's brilliant. He's made in God's image. He's a child of God. God's not inadequate. Remove that indecisive habit. Saints, it's time to move ahead. It's time, saints, to get off the fence. It is time. Because this is the go point. Where it's time to decide. Knowing what to do. And then doing it. New horizon, saints, will be there if we will get on with life. God has a great new horizons for each and every one of us. For our children, for our grandchildren, for our great-grandchildren, for the church, hallelujah, for this country. God has great horizons for this place. We need to lift our expectations today. Decide to go after the vision, the goal. And we need to make a decision. God gave me a vision and I'm going to make a decision to do it. Because every decision comes down to a go point. Am I going to do it? Am I going to go? Hallelujah. That decisive moment, that go point, that decisive moment where the essential information now has all been gathered. It's all here. It's all gathered. I know what's going on. I've done all the pros. I've done all the cons. Everything is weighed out. Come on, saints. It's all there. And the time has come to get off the fence Because now is the time. Now is the time. Go points. Go points presents us with opportunities to shape our destiny. To influence history. Come on, saints. That little boy is influencing history. We need to move into something greater. Change lives. Influence businesses. Institutions. Cities. Churches. Countries. Nations. Now is the time. It's a now time. Everybody say now time. Now it's a now time. Saints, the now factor of expectation is now. It is now. Second Corinthians 6.2 says this. For he says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. How many has he helped in the day of salvation? 
Behold, now, now is the expected time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is the day. Well, maybe next week. Well, no, now. We need to read some scriptures to the kids who are saying, well, well, you know, when the time comes, Dad, Mom, I'll... I know for me, I know, Dad, you, you found the Lord when you're older, so I'll wait now. That's what I hear. Well, you were older, Dad, you know. And then uh, your Mommy got saved first, and you did it for Mommy, you know. Come on, let's be honest with one another here this morning. That's what I hear. So now is, eh, you know, I still got time. No, now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. You know, First Thessalonians five one says this, and this is what I want to talk about a little bit here. But concerning the times, which is the Chronos time, the Chronos, the C H R O N O S, Chronos time. And the seasons, which is the Kairos time. All right? The Kairos time, which is now. Because Kronos time designates a period of space of time. It, uh, it's the way in which we speak of time, which the clock. Amen? That's Kronos. Uh, 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 <clears throat> yeah, Kronos. Calendar. Chronology. That's the time we, but Kairos time, Kairos time designates the content and the quality of time. Kairos time. It's a significant moment, which is made by, significant by a divine encounter with God. It's a significant moment made significant by a divine encounter with God, encounter with God. It's a specific season. It's an appointed time, an opportune time. Kairos is a period of divine opportunity. There's a divine opportunity, saints. Galatians 6.10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity... That divine time, that opportunity. Let us do good to all, especially to those who are the household of faith. Especially those who are in the house of God. Especially those who are serving Jesus. Let's not talk about them. Let's not make, let's not gossip. Let's be right with people. Especially in the household of God. Well, you don't know what they did. Well, my God, I... Philippians 4.10, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last, at last your care for me has flourished again. Hallelujah. Though you surely did care, but you lacked the opportunity. Sometimes we don't give God the opportunity. We don't step off the boat. We don't get out of the boat. Because the definition of opportunity is a favorable juncture 
of circumstances a good chance for advancement or progress. In the Greek, it's a possibility of something good. Opportunity is a possibility of something good. A favorable circumstance for our lives. Saints, the right man or woman is the one who seizes the moment. Because now is the Kairos time. Kairos is a specific season where four ordained events take place. Galatians 4, it says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his sign, uh, son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that we may receive the adoption as sons. In that specific time, that foreordained time, God came. Kairos is an appointed time with supernatural opportunity. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good for in what due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. Romans 9, 9. For this is the word of promise. At this time I will come. He says, and Sarah, Sarah shall have a son. Kairos is a prophetic moment for God to fulfill his word. Jeremiah 1.12, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Kairos is a set time, set season for some testing. And testing, saints, requires maximum effort or ability in a difficult circumstance or season of life. Because it says in Genesis 22, well, now it came to pass after these things that God did what? He tested Abraham. And said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He may say, Mike, I'm testing you. You need to say, here I am. Phil, I may be testing you for a season. Here I am. But God's going to take me through. Because it's a go point. It's a Kairos moment. And he's going to take me through that testing season. Kairos time is a time of promotion. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Kairos is a time to step into your miracle, saints. Now's the time to set it, get your miracle. Carol's is a time that we really need to watch and pray. Mark 13, 33, take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. We need to watch. We need to pray. We need to be awake. We need to be attentive. We need to keep guard. And we need to be alert, saints. And lastly, Kairos time is a time to expect the full favor of God. In Psalm 102, verse 13, 
you will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Praising God and having favor with all people. Listen to what the Lord did. The Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. Favor. Favor. I know it's Mother's Day and I want to end it with a with a story I from Reader's Digest about a woman, a mother. And it's called One Woman. It was written in uh, 1997. And uh, it's called Things I Wish I'd Known Sooner. Things I Wish I'd Known Sooner. Excuse me. It was a bleak, rainy day, and I had no no desire to drive up the winding mountain to my daughter Caroline's house. But she had insisted that I come seeing something at the top of the mountain. So here I was, reluctantly making the two-hour journey through the fog that hung like veils. By the time I saw how thick it was near the summit, I had gone too far to turn back. Nothing could be worth this, I thought, as I inched along the perilous highway. What could be up here as I'm inching down this road? How many have felt that way sometimes? I can't turn back. I'm gone too far. I'm in the fog. But I have to continue going. I'll stay for lunch, but I'm, having, I'm heading back down as soon as the fog lifts, I announced as I arrived. But I need you to drive me to the g- garage to pick up my car, Carolyn said. Could we at least do that? How far is it, I asked. About three minutes, she said. I'll drive you. I'm used to it. I'll drive. I'm used to it. After ten minutes on the mountain road... I looked at her anxiously. I thought you said three minutes. She grinned. This is a detour. Turning down a narrow track, we parked the car and got out. We walked along a path that was thick with old pine needles. Huge black-green evergreens towered over us. Gradually, the peace and silence of the place began to fill my mind. Then we turned a corner, and I stopped and gasped in amazement. From the top of the mountain, sloping for several acres across the folds and valleys, were rivers of daffodils in radiant bloom, a profusion of color, from the palest ivory and the deepest lemon to the most vivid salmon, blazed like a carpet before us. It looked as though the sun had dipped over and spilled gold down the mountainside. At the center cascaded a waterfall of purple hyacinthias. Here and there were coral-colored tulips. tulips. And as if this bonanza were not enough, western bluebirds flockered over the heads of the daffodils, their magneta breasts and sapphire wings like a flutter of jewels. 
A riot of questions filled my mind. Who created such beauty? Why? How? As we approached the home that stood in the center of the property, we saw a sign. Answers to the questions that I was asking. The first answer was, one woman. Two hands. Two feet. A very little brain. The second was, one at a time. The third started in 1958. As we drove home, I was so moved by what we had seen that I could scarcely speak. She changed the world. I finally said, one bulb at a time. She started almost 40 years ago, probably just the beginning of an idea, but she kept at it. The wonder of it would not let me go. Imagine, I said, if I had a vision and worked at it just a little bit every day, what might I have accomplished? Caroline looked at me sideways, smiling. Start tomorrow, she said. Better yet, start today. Better yet, start today. Because now is a now time. Let's give the Lord some praise.